Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, the team that could probably now field a stronger injured 11 on paper than that of their fit players. What do you think, Mark Donaldson? Since you started talking about 13 and a half seconds ago, I've just pulled my hamstring. Um, so that's another <laughs> one missing. This is ridiculous now. Now it's Craig Halkett. Come on. Can we get a break, please? Probably not, uh, going by the last year and a bit. Well, pro- probably so, and it would be a broken leg, or that's the kind of break that we would get right now when asking for a break, as opposed to a bit of good fortune. The break that we would get would be to someone's bones, no doubt. Indeed, indeed. Um, I am Laurie Dunsire, joined by Mark Donaldson uh, across the pond. Um, and we will be talking about Hearts, so we will talk about Hearts' latest game. That is away to St Mirren in the weekend just past. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, your suggestions for Hearts-themed merchandise, Hearts-themed product lines. Uh, got some interesting replies to that, so we're going to read through some of those. And uh, we'll look ahead to Hearts' next game, which is Kilmarnock at Tynecastle. So first up, St Mirren versus Heart of Midlothian at whatever you want to call it these days. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, but as a commentator, I always kind of roll my eyes when I, I write down stadium names these days because it's never... It's never a traditional or normal name. It's always the simple digital arena. It's, really? It just it, it's not exactly catchy, is it? Um, I, 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 just like a complete side note and tangent before we even talked about the game. Um, and the irony last season where the simple digital arena could not provide us with a working internet connection. So <laughs> we had to do commentary through a potato. Um just kind of summed up uh, that type of thing. I, I guess do companies feel like they get a lot from having that name attached to the stadium? I mean, I know you, you obviously get advertising hoardings and uh, you can put branding everywhere, but the actual name, I just think, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe being overly traditional, but obviously if Hearts got a stadium sponsor, I would be really disappointed if it was something just rubbish and the the gorgie fish bar arena or something it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's it's a pointless arc of all the things i could be irked by right now it's very um i guess yeah silly but does it does it not get to you sometimes it, it's never been hearts to do it so i guess it doesn't really get to me directly but you go to some of these grounds and it's a, the global energy stadium or i mean at least it Tony Macaroni Stadium has got slight amusement, although I still maintain they should have called it the Tony Macarena. <laughs> I like that. Look, I was pissed off like most Hearts fans when we changed from Tynecastle Park to Tynecastle Stadium. That was bad enough for me. So, I mean, the, the whole simple... I'm actually just reading, um, while you were talking, I did a little search for this simple digital arena. Um, it was It was going to be some sort of stadium named well the paisley 2021 it yeah, was called they had, that wasn't it yeah it was called that briefly when they were bidding for the then the uh, bid fell uh, through yeah for the city of culture in, yes. in 2021 <laughs> they the lost the coventry <laughs> you, really is that they, lo- they lost to coventry yeah jesus i i've been to coventry 
Uh, in fact, you know what? You said to me just before we came on, how are we going to get an hour today, given the proceedings that run out? We're just going to go on a shitload of tangents. So, right, here's here's tangent number one. You've already had tangent number one, because somehow we're talking about the simple digital digital arena. Um, so here's, here's tangent number two. I once said to Stephen Presley, I think I've said before, Presley and I used to be on good terms, and then I... He, he misheard a question I said so about Eddie May and stabbing in the back, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I went down to see him in Coventry. We kind of made up, and, and all was good when he was in charge of because my sister lives in Leicestershire. The best thing about Coventry is the M69 motorway because it bypasses that shithole of a place. <laughs> it's a, they, they practiced in Wrighton. That's where their training ground. It's nice. It's, in the middle, it's nowhere near Coventry. That's why it was nice. My God, Paisley lost to Coventry. Wait a minute, what is Paisley and Coventry even doing? What trying this... to become city of culture? Dundee was that not the city of culture? What are we doing here? I mean, are we going to have Wester Hales as the town of? Come on now! I, I'll be honest, I don't know. I don't know much about the city of culture tag, and but is it possibly one of these things that cities that don't? automatically don't get thought of as having much culture would go for it because they feel the need to get something to say that they do. Um, I remember, right, <laughs> 1990, okay, Glasgow was named the city of culture. I get that. I like Glasgow. Nowhere near as much as Edinburgh, but Glasgow's got some funky places, some funky parts to it. If you're asking me about culture and you give me Glasgow, Paisley and Coventry, I mean, come on. Paisley and Coventry wouldn't even win second and third prize. The it shortlisted is... cities. Oh, so Coventry, oh, no. Coventry right. won it for 2021. The shortlisted okay. cities were Paisley, Stoke, <laughs> Stoke-on-Trent. Oh, come on now. Sunderland and, Sw- no! and Swansea. No, it's getting... Let's just, let's just end this right now. Let's just make Coventry the last ever city of culture in 2021. I think the way we get an hour here is just don't mention hearts. I think that, that's the bit you, you've made, but Coventry and Paisley candidates and Coventry winner. Gee whiz. Anyway, St. Mirren nil, hearts nil. Right, didn't so, see any of it. You commentated on 90 minutes. Didn't sound very good. Are we back to where we were before the Hibs and Aberdeen games? Well, before we get into the game, I suppose the, the interesting part of this maybe not interesting, but we'll talk about it anyway. Um, is, so last week, he said, you know, what are we hoping for from the game? And I said, I want us to play well and actually be the better team in a game and win and win well. And, you know, you said... And you, you forgot who we support right now. Possibly. Well, I didn't say I, I think that's what will happen. I said, that's what I want from the game. That's what I, that's what I want us to go and do. And, and you said what you just want is us to get a win, a scrappy win. Um, Neither of us got what we wanted. No, we didn't. But the, now this is my concern with kind of always looking for a scrappy win because I feel like we've been too long. We've we've not performed well or got results. That the thing is with the game on on Saturday just passed. Either side could easily have ended up that scrappy win because at any point in the game you could get a goal from a moment of brilliance, a moment of calamity from a defence or whatever, and you know. Sitman had a goal disallowed uh, for offside. Hearts had a couple of chances. Steve McLean maybe should have buried one in the second half. So it could easily have ended with a 1-0 victory. Would we be sitting here feeling very... Obviously, the result would be good, but would it change much in our opinion of 
current management and current feelings about the club. I don't know. It would probably be a pass this week because we got the results, so there's no point in criticising. Would that be fair? I mean, it's... yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, and I, I, I get the whole. Another one could be perceived as two things: one, a momentum builder, or two, another piece of wallpaper that papers over the cracks. I, I, I I'm probably more the first one. I think, I think right now, and that, that's why I, I didn't quite have a go at you last week, but I kind of I, I, I appealed for realism. <laughs> um, because you, you, I think you thought that this was maybe the the o five o six Hearts team that went everywhere and, and smashed everyone away from home at the start of the season. No, we're 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 along from that. And this is this is a St Mirren team whose last three at home, including the game at the weekend, were one nil defeat to Rangers, nil nil to Hamilton, nil nil to Hearts. <laughs> Look, I'm, if we get a point away from home in most weeks and win our home games, we're in we're in Europe. We're 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 fine. Um, we well, got a point away from home. It's not yeah. ideal, but look, the, the next two games, either side of the international break, will probably tell us more. Um, I think with the with the result at the weekend, I, I, I kind of I made a plea after the 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 statement special and then the Aberdeen game just to, to kind of hold your horses a, a little bit more here because we've we've done well, but I, I'm not sure. If things have changed that much, no, um, and we both and we both said that we're not getting, we're not suddenly saying everything is rosy necessarily because both the games, both the last two games, could easily have gone. You know, you know we got a deflected winner um, against Hibs in a game which we started fairly timidly, and we got an injury time equaliser to even stay in the game with Aberdeen. So they both yeah. could have easily gone the other way. I think you, I think you look at this it's somewhere in between right now because it's not the doom and gloom prior to when we faced Hibs and we didn't know what on earth um, was was coming next and, and when our next win was going to come to um, but on the other hand it's it's not the corner has turned because we have beaten Hibs and, and we've we've beaten Aberdeen now we've drawn against St Mirren this is something that I want to see us with wins being the norm rather than the exception. And right now, the wins against Hibs and Aberdeen on penalties are the exception because they have not been the norm. That's when I think we've turned the corner. When victories are the norm against teams we are expected to beat normally as opposed to victories right now being the exception. That is when I think we'll have turned the corner when victories are the norm, as opposed to the exception. I think something, and I spoke about this with a few others, both at halftime and after the game, um, and we've we've spoken about it before, is that sometimes I don't know if Craig Levine is as good a manager in 2019 as he was in 2000 and you know, 2002 to 2005. I'm not because... sure many managers are, Laurie. No. I think it's just a different era. But this is what I was going to say. It might be the same for other managers as well. But... And the thing is, I think back then, the way football was played, so Craig Levine could play a very sort of direct and simple game at home and get results at home. And his approach to away games, um, which frustrated me a lot at the time, but you kind of you kind of dealt with it because we won so much at home, was... Be cautious, 
set up to not lose. And if you grab a winner, great. You've got bonus. You've got bonus two points. Um, and, and we didn't. We weren't that great away from home under Craig Levine. We were. We always set up, no matter who we were playing. I always felt to get a draw. And if you kind of grabbed a goal, it was a bonus. Um, and I just don't think football is as simple as it was in the kind of early part of the 21st century as it is now, which it sounds, you know, we're not talking that much of a time difference, but I think it is very different football now. Um, And away from home, often is where teams now can earn further points because there's a lot of teams that now play counter-attacking football um, and teams that try and maybe play it simple at home are easily kind of kept out. You know, the old four four two is very hard to implement, I, I think, um, these days. It's a difficult formation to implement against what teams often play, which is different variations of the four two three one and stuff. So uh, we're not going to go down a big tactical analysis. That's obviously not our style. No. Do you know what I mean? No, but Sometimes yeah, I think I and... he's forgetting that it's not that same era. He's not got that same team. It's not the same league. Um, and I just I don't know if if he's managed to adapt, I think he's tried to adapt in the way we play at home because we play, we, he's tried to adapt and it's not worked because we've often played slow and patient um, and he's not quite figured out how he can get the best out of teams playing that way. But away from home, we've done all right at some points, but I thought on Saturday again, it's a missed opportunity. He, look, we, we can talk as much as we want about Superman. I don't really have much um, interest in, in discussing too much a nil-nil draw. I want to do a little bit of a game and, and a compare and contrast with you. So I've, I've dug out the final lineup that Craig Levine selected during his, his first spell in charge. And this is to take forward your kind of Craig Levine then and Craig Levine now. Okay. And I'm going to... Right, so, so this is the team from, from Saturday against St. Mirren. And then I want you to compare it with the final lineup he selected uh, at Tannadice in October 2004 before he went down south. So Saturday's lineup. Did he, did he draw his last game? Did he? At Tannadice, he did. It was a one-all yeah. draw, yeah. indeed. Um, so here's the St. Menon Hearts lineup at the weekend: Joel Castro in goal, Craig Halkett, Michael Smith, and Aaron Hickey, Callum Morrison, Loic Demore, Glenn Whelan, and Jake Mulraney, uh, Riotta Romeshino, Stephen McLean, and Uchi Piezu. Here's his lineup in his final game in charge, first time around. Craig Gordon in goal. Robbie Nielsen, Andy Webster, Stephen Presley, and Alan Maybury. Patrick Kisnorbel, Paul Hartley, Dennis Wynas, Kevin McKenna, Joe Hamill, and Graham Weir. How are you comparing those two? Hmm, interesting. Sorry, give me the... I get the back four. So do, do you know what the formation was in his final game? Are you just... So no, Joe, I'm, not sure, I'm, I'm not sure because he's got Webster, Presley, and, and McKenna. But if you remember, Kevin McKenna, he wore five that season. But played up front he played, quite often. He, he, he played up front, but he also played wide right because he liked this kind of diagonal ball from uh, from Alan Mabry to Kevin McKenna to attack their left back if he played McKenna at right back. So I'm not sure. That That's just the lineup. Um, I don't have the actual formation. But he does play with McKenna, he said Webster, score. and he Presley. Sc- okay, I think right. I've got McKenna opened the scoring after five minutes. Yeah, I, I think. So I think what I think what he's played is possibly Dennis Wynas out wide. Um, bizarrely. So, so, so Weir and McKenna up front, or I McKenna think so, away. I think 
I think McKenna... Hamill's wide. Hamill okay. wide left, Wynus right, Hartlink is Norbo in the middle. In the middle. I okay. think. I mean, I, have... did, I, I did the game, and it's, I kind of... Because McAllister, Stuart, Pereira, Moylan and McFarlane better, Elliot was the subs. Um, I don't recall a back three. I might be wrong, but to, to score after five minutes, I don't know. I, I, I'm second-guessing here. What do you think of that lineup compared to the lineup he picked against St. Minnan? I would actually, I, I think it's a team that suits, it's a more It's more of a Craig Levine team, I would think, his old, his previous one. But the, I don't the know if 2004, that's, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, however, that's it's more of a Craig Levine Mark 1. Do do we yet know what Craig Levine Mark 2, ha, his style is? Because I don't think he knows yet. I don't think he do, knows. Do you know what, yeah, I agree. Do you know what I think the most telling thing is? And we've now been able to, to simplify it. We've spoken about we're not sure about uh, unchanged lamps. We we now are. Okay, the last time Hearts named an unchanged lineup was the end of September last year, 2018. So we're now officially more than one year later than that. We have not named an unchanged lineup in a year. And one of the things, I mean, you know, I, I don't think we need to go and break down the submitting game because it was a game that I thought Hearts started fairly poorly was not a whole lot of chances, a, lot of, a few long-range shots. Both teams could have scored. Nil-nil written all over it, really. I don't think either side did enough to win the game. But one thing... So when I saw the lineup, it's one of these, and you'll you'll have had many in your time. So, um, And sometimes people mistake me for actually being connected because I turn up and I've got a heart's tie on. So often I get the press going, all right, so... So what what you playing today? And I, I just like your guess is as good as mine to be honest. But um, you you saw the team, so you saw Pereira, Halkett, Smith, Hickey, Morrison. So I was trying to think, okay, well we can't be playing a back three because we've only actually got one centre back in that team. So it's got to be Smith and Halkett in the centre. So then we're looking and like, so what? Maybe Hickey right back, Mulroney left back. But then who's going to play wide in midfield? So we're trying to figure it out. And then someone said. He's playing a three. I'm like, how is he playing a three, though? He's, he's only got one centre-back in that entire starting eleven, And the other two, fair enough, Michael Smith can cover and has done so very well. But you're like, well, who's the third centre-back? And someone's like, he's going to play Hickey at centre-back. I'm like, he's going to play Hickey at centre-back? The 17-year-old, fairly slight kid who plays at full-back. Like, yeah. Really? And it turned out that that was accurate. And credit to Aaron Hickey. I, I thought he held his own fairly well, considering he's a 17-year-old, he's not the biggest, um, and he's played You know, he's played both full-back, he's played both sides of midfield, so he's played right-back, left-back, right-wing-back, left-wing-back. He's now played left-centre-back, and he had to move to right-centre-back when Halkett got injured. There's six but, positions. He's 17 years old. Come on, let's simplify this. And, and Craig Levine, to be fair... He did what he did reasonably well in how he dealt with that in a press conference afterwards because he he made it quite light-hearted and he said you know the kid's amazing you know just ask him to play him center back and he asked how I play it and I think Craig said something to the press like um and I told him it's just like playing left back but you're a bit more central um which yeah, he got a few laughs for but I was kind of thinking well I hope you're being sarcastic and that wasn't the extent of the conversation but um at the same time is that really where we're at? That we go into a game and we've got one centre-back, one natural centre-back in the starting 11, and we're playing a teenager at centre-back. It just, 
it seems like we're just we're still messing around with things and it didn't make any sense especially after the fact so we played Hibs we started with back three I thought we were poor we weren't in the game until we went to a back four okay we started against three with Aberdeen and we started the game well but I didn't think it was anything to do with the back three I actually thought we looked a bit uncomfortable at the back um, a couple of times uh, in terms of the back three um, and again we did eventually switch to a four we were struggling in the second half regardless of the back the back line but I don't I can't think of us ever having played particularly well either for long periods or consistently with the back three under Craig Levine one thing that is guaranteed right now if you're the opposition manager you've not got a chance of second guessing what hearts are going to do so from that it's fine but come on no unchanged lineups in over a year a youngster who, with the substitution and the injury, has now played six different positions and he's 17 years old. I want him to be the best at his position, whether it's right back. And there's another thing. If Scotland are, and, and this is maybe going against what I've just said, but if, if Scotland are looking for a right back, why is he not in the under-21s to see how he's how he's, ca- he's capable of, of doing yeah, there? That's, and yeah. playing, playing him at right back. I mean... We've had discussions, you and I, on on WhatsApp, um, out with uh, games and whatever about Aaron Hickey. And you basically said, look, he he's he is so ambidextrous. He can play either side, on either foot, just as comfortable. Can score, shoot, pass with both. Doesn't matter. So I I don't know. I mean, for for Hearts, what's his best position? Well, I mean, it depends on what else we have. Is it right back? Well, not ahead of Michael Smith, I don't think. Is it left back? Probably for now. But if we're playing a three and Michael Smith's one of the centre-back, could he play right wing back with maybe Eddie White or someone playing left wing back? I think we just we need to have him playing one or two positions. Ideally one, but not six already. Because I want, I want him to flourish. I don't want him to kind of be, oh, there's that kid that can play a number of positions. I, we're, Where's Thomas Flogel's best position? I've still got no idea. And he's retired. Well, here's here's something. I'm flicking. I've got... I've just pulled out my, my match Careful. notes. <laughs> oh, okay. So, just because... So, we started the season, and Craig Levine said, we're looking to play 4-4-2 as often as we can this season. That's our preferred formation, so you're going to see it in the Betfred Cup, because that's what we're working towards. So, fair enough. Hearts in the night Betfred Cup. So, I'm not going to say every game, but I'll go through formation. So, 4-4-2. 4-4-2, 4-4-2, first three Bedford Cup games. Slightly adjusted, 4-2-3-1 for the fourth and final game. Um, and then we get to the league. So league formations, 3-4-2-1. Um, 4-4-2, there we go, 4-4-2 there. 4 4-2-3-1, 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3, 4-4-2, 3-4-2-1, 4-2-3-1. Uh, but that was sorry. That was that was a wrong one. That was a back three, um, three four three. So we don't, we haven't used it. We've barely ever used it, and that was meant to be the formation we're going with. So and, and that was when he had he was happy with his two goalkeepers as well, wasn't he? He was happy with the two goalkeepers. We we're going to play four four two, and Sean Clare was going to start in centre midfield. Who's going to be the main? And then we ended up signing a few centre midfielders because we didn't have any. So Craig Levine is me as a fantasy manager. <laughs> I used my wild card last week. I got 20 points less having used my wild card than if I'd just been patient 
and left what I had and made maybe one tweak in my free transfer. But no, I thought, right, I, I'm happy with this wild card. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna change things around. I'm gonna. I was second top of my league. Yeah, I used my wild card and I tinkered. It was, it's, it's Claudio Ranieri esque from Levine and Donaldson here. He, Mr. Levine, is in real life. Thankfully, I'm in fantasy. <laughs> Not for the first time. Um, and it doesn't mean anything to, to, to me apart from a couple hundred bucks at the end of the season. But can, can we, when do you think we're going to get an unchanged lineup again? And look, part of that is to do with injuries. I get that. But you can't go a year and not name the same lineup. No, it's meant, it's that, crazy. That, 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 and that incorporates a spell of, of form as well. Last October until the, the semi final, we were decent. We picked up. We did all right. But since then, it's been horrible. Now, when things are horrible, the tendency is to change and tweak a lot. I get that. But is there not a case of, if we just let this go for two or three games and let these players build up an understanding? I don't think it's any surprise or, 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 um, or anything like that, that, or any coincidence, that we, as a, as a team... For clean sheets, if we constantly change, whether it's goalkeepers or, or defenders, I mean, how many clean sheets have we had? That game against St. Mirren was the first clean sheet that Hearts have had since August against Ross County. Okay? Prior to that, let's, let's go back here. Why don't we go back here? Prior to that, okay, clean sheets in the league. Well, we've had a couple in the cup competitions, but I just, I just want to talk about the league games. The last clean sheet in the league prior to that was against Dundee back in March and that was the only clean sheet since February so it's no coincidence that we're leaking goals when we constantly change at the bag now I know it's going to be a different team this week because Craig Halkett's out so there's an asterisk beside that not every week can you keep the same lineup I get that it's in the weeks that you can and you haven't, that's when question marks have to be raised. And in terms of injuries, so Craig Halkett, oh, God, it just you just saw it. He challenged for a cross, uh, got a touch on the ball to, to help out, um, and, you know, we know the rest now. You could see he was struggling, and you knew the way he signalled to come off, and he hobbled off the park, you, just, you could just tell it was going to be something bad. And, it looks like it's going to be into next year. Um, and after the game, you know, Craig Levine basically just kind of, sh- you know, shrugged and said, I don't know what's, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what's happening. Now, I, I mentioned before, now, again, you know, we're talking something out with our expertise, obviously, and we don't know the details of Hart's conditioning and training regime. But regardless of that, I don't think you need to be a professional strength and conditioning coach to now know that there's there's some there's a problem with something we're doing because it's not just it can't just be bad luck that amount for that length of time there has to be something you're looking at and my concern is I'm sure they have been looking at it but when you're not when you're not telling people anything what does that suggest like I would hope they've had someone look at it internally or they they maybe have got a specialist in like the guy I said who who I asked about it, 
um, who deals with conditioning, getting players ready so they avoid impact injuries, to reduce the chances of impact injuries happening, to avoid the chances of strains and tears and whatever. You'd hope that they'd be looking at that in depth. And if, that's the, case, would... and if that's the case, and why, if I was Craig Levine, and, and hopefully they've done that, I would say we've been looking into it and we've had a specialist have you know assess everything and we've actually changed regimes it doesn't seem to fail but the fact he's just saying i don't know what it is it, it puts across the message that well they've kind of just had a they've maybe talked about it internally and looked at it but they can't work it out so they've not done anything do, do you know what I mean? That's what... yeah yeah however i want to play devil's advocate here in defense of of craig levine and uh, of the coaching staff and medical staff at tyne castle and again it's going back to something i said recently about staying in your lane and and thinking you might have an answer for something, but but not knowing day-to-day -day how, how everything works. That challenge and the injury to Halkett, that, that could have happened to any player in any team. Agreed? Okay, well, yes, but when I asked the specialist, he did say that any impact injury, the ch you can still reduce the chances of it causing a full injury with the conditioning of the players, how they're conditioned through the week. So impact well, injuries are a degree of bad luck, but they can still be avoided with changes to regimes and and different things. No, I don't know the specifics of how they do it, but he did say that that's things that he works on with athletes okay. and he's worked on with football teams. So okay. Just, okay. just put it out there, that's all. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, playing devil's advocate again. I'll take I'll I'll take the uh I'll take the defence lawyer um <laughs> side of things for Hearts here. You can be the prosecution. So I'm defending Craig Levine and, and Hearts. And in this instance are you telling me if that challenge has opened up the medial ligaments, okay, that suggests to me there was, and I'm not an expert, this is me trying to stay in my lane, not a doctor or anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm just saying here that a challenge that opens up a medial ligament is going to cause issues for anybody, regardless of the conditioning that they are in, because the severity of a challenge, this isn't just a kind of a clash where the side of the knee has been hit. This is a medial ligament injury, which is going to keep him out for weeks, if not months. So the severity of that suggests that he's going to be out regardless, no matter how conditioned he is in, in, in the, the week building up to it. So, again, you, I can only take this in isolation. And I, I don't wish particularly to be the defence attorney or defence lawyer for um, Hearts apart from that, because I don't know. But in this instance, I just think, I think this is one of these things, and and it's, it's just it never rains but it pours. The other ones, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not um, I'm not au fait to to knowing how things have been with regards to to that. And you, you've, as I say, you've gone out of out your way and spoken to someone with probably a little bit more knowledge than than either of us. But with this one, I think it's harsh to kind of add the Halka injury to the list of. Well, would that have happened had they be conditioned better? Just pulling something off off the the mighty internet, which is great because you don't have to um, have anything to back it up other than the words I'm going to say. Um, so when you're talking about um, medial collateral ligament um, preventing, not all MCL injuries are preventable, but you can take proactive steps to reduce the risks of ligament stretches, sprains and tears. Balance, strength and power exercise may decrease the risk of MCL sprains, focus on thigh, hip muscles. It goes into ways that you can do pre preventative and proactive approaches to strengthen certain areas and make them less likely to have injuries. Again, 
you know, the Halkett one, I'm not saying, oh, I know that Craig Halkett's one could be avoidable, but I just think on the whole, I think almost everyone's in agreement that there's there's definitely something more than just bad luck. You cannot just say that that's bad luck with the amount we've had on a such a constant basis. You know, how how can that be the case? Um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying with this injury, I'm not... I, th- I think... And you might, you, you right might, with, you with might be right. You might, you yeah, might be right. I'm with, just, with, with I'm the just... other ones, I just maybe it is more than bad luck. I don't know, but with this one and the severity of, of that class, again, conditioning, I, I'd be dubious. But I'm, I'm, I'm probably more you with right. you on the others. Than, you might than be this right. One. I just, it, I don't know. It's just coming up because there's been another injury. I suppose it's just adding another name to a very lengthy list. Um, I suppose my frustration is it's a very easy thing to, I suppose. And I'm not saying that that's what people are doing, but you you can potentially hide behind the fact that, well, here's an excuse, and it's an excuse that no one can really debate too much because almost everyone who's got the interest, you know, us as you know, commentators or fans, um, don't have the knowledge of either, um, you know, strength and conditioning or fitness in particular, or and the the main one we don't have the knowledge of what the Hearts fitness and coaching staff even do with their team yeah. in the week. So it's it's just it's it's one of these things that you can maybe say it's, it's like when Gordon Strachan, I one of, I hated one of his comebacks when he was Scotland manager to questions about fans talking about his tactics or things, and he I can't remember what his wording was, but it was almost like they're not professional football managers. What do they know? Like, well, well, well hang on a minute, but they're the guys who you're basically you've got a team for. If they're not there, then what's the point? So fair enough, they're not professional. We'll still talk about tactics and, and whatnot, but you know, I don't think either of us would ever claim that we should be in the dugout doing that. It's not our, it's not our forte, I don't think. Maybe, maybe. No, but, um, but I'll tell you what is our forte. Tangents. <laughs> no, tangents. McKenna did play up front with Weir that day at Tanadice. I told you that. I told you it was a four-four-two. Wine is out okay. wide. I'm just confirming it. Okay. And what I did was I went on London Hearts, and what Davy Allen is quite good at is organising the team in their formation, not just in a list. And he did have Wynas as the seven, which would suggest right. Well, that was, anyway. that was his that was his squad number. No, no, but they, no, he, he lists squad number, but also positional yeah. number. So they had Wynas. Well, his positional number was six. Because I've got this. The, the way I got the fact that McKenna was up front was going to the BBC Sport website where they had the formation. But yeah. the fact that the, the numbers of Hearts that day would suggest that they played... So Wynas is the 6, Hartley is the 7, Kisnorbo is the 8, Hamill is the 9, uh, okay. Weir is the okay, 10, the and six McKenna then. The, next one, the next one after the four defenders. Don't be a pedant. Hey, we had the, I won last week. Team Donaldson's like rampant right now. And I, thank you, you for finishing... What did no, you win last me. week? I won the argument. What everyone, argument? Everyone. I'm sounding like Trump here. Everyone in the world was with me. <laughs> the argument. You were a bitch. <laughs> you were a little bitch. And that's how you ended it. So you accepted that. So I'm, I'm one nil up. There is no return line. What, no, what it, I won. wasn't a competition. Yes, it was. Whatever. I won. Um, did you get a hashtag team done, sire? No. Oh, yeah, you got one. Calm down. There's Come on. One's better than zero. Oh, Jesus. What anyway, we talk, what we, right, okay. That was, a, that was the, the tangent to tie things up from Tanadice. Okay. Having right. been to the simple digital arena via Coventry 
and Paisley. There you go. So, I mean, to, 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 to wrap St Mirren up and to oh, avoid getting into more tiffs, um, Devil's Advocate, I'll play a bit of Devil's Advocate here. The team oh. did look tired. It, it was... That's, no, that's understandable. It was a long week. I mean, they played a big derby on a Sunday, 120 minutes against Aberdeen in a week. I think you could see a little bit of fatigue. Um, so, to me, I don't know. You know, we said after the two good results, we're not going to get carried away. We're not saying we're suddenly changing our stance and think that a change wouldn't be the best course of action. But it's it's it'll get boring just to, to regurgitate the same complaints every week. So, it's one of these where it's almost like, we'll just pass this week. We didn't lose. It wasn't great. But the team are tired. We've not been great generally recently. Let's move on. But I think there's going to be a lot more pressure to try and turn up, especially because it's at Tynecastle in our next game, which we will yes. talk about. We will talk about before we go off. Um, and and we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that for now. Let, let's just finish that off by saying if you'd offered us two wins... And a draw. And I'm giving the Aberdeen one as a win because we won that one. Two wins and a draw, you probably would have taken them in that order. A win against Hibs, a win against Aberdeen, and a draw at St Mirren. You'd offered that to any Hearts fan before the Hibs game, I'm sure 99.9% of them would have taken it. So that's what we got. Let's move on to Kilmarnock. I sound like Bill Belichick there. Nope, we're just moving on to Miami in an American accent because he's not Scottish. We shall move on. We shall move on to the homework question, which Mark put me on the spot to provide. Um, and I went with Hearts-related products or merchandise. So uh, this was in the back of your favourite Hearts possessions. We got some interesting ones in there, or at least I thought. Um, and we asked you to give us... So if you could create a Hearts-related product or a bit of merchandise, what would it be? How would you market it? Um, so we got some interesting replies. So we'll go through some of these to make it a little bit lighthearted for at least a, a small time. Um, Robert Martin, uh, oh, maybe not so lighthearted, but um, <laughs> a little dig at the what we spoke about in the statement special. How about T-shirts with the slogan "I'm a genuine Hearts fan"? Huh. No, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the club would have them in the shop, but. Um, <laughs> Maybe you get, uh, maybe you get it with your season ticket. I don't know. Um, Ewan Pringle says a Jose Katongo motivational alarm clock stroke app. Why? Well, who doesn't want to get up and be this guy? Getting a motivational message every day from Jose. Get up and go like Katongo. He's. I, I don't think I've ever met anybody as effervescent. Oh, strong word. As, uh, as Jose Katongo. I mean. My goodness, he he'd make people at a funeral laugh. He's 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 just he's infectious. He's such good company, and there's never a dull moment with with him around. And he didn't care either that he was the butt of jokes at times in the changing room. He was just him. Loved Jose Katong. Just so, even now, he doesn't give a damn. I love that about him. He doesn't care if he's wearing a hat and purple velour suit and a green shirt and a floral tie. He's like, fuck it, this is me. Love that about him. And as, as journeymen go, 
he's one of those where I, I I love his list of clubs. If you open it on Wikipedia, which is just insane. Um, uh, let's Benfica, Estoril, Waterford, Coping, Darlington, <laughs> Hamilton, Hearts, Hamilton, Submarine, Kilmarnock, Diba, Al, Hissen, Hamilton, Waterford, Alloa, Albion, Rovers, Diva Al Hassan. Diva Al Hassan. I know that's not the actual name, but that's how it sounded. It sounds like it's. It sounds like it's you know you know the nine letters that originally come out when you pick them on countdown. That sounds like that is when when what's her name Carol or whoever you've got now. That's how far along Rachel is it. Rachel now on countdown. I've been away a long time. It's not Carol Vorderman anymore. Richard Whiteley's dead. So um, we've kind of moved on since then. That team sounds like the. If you were to read the letters that you pick out when you do consonant <laughs> and vowels on, on countdown, that is what you get. By the way, can I give you next week's homework? There's certain mm-hmm. things you say that just triggers things in my wacky, weird mind and brain. Next week's homework is simply thus. Your favourite football journeyman. That's a good one. That's a good one. And um, Jose Katongo, who I've just had a quick scan, 25 clubs listed there. I, I realise some clubs are listed more than 25. once. But that's 20, <laughs> 25 spells at clubs. Um, obviously he returned... 25 from... signing on fees or not? Uh, well, I don't know how much he would have got to sign on at Sunday team Budhill United. Um, oh, 2016. He managed Muirkirk? Yes. Oh my, yes. can you imagine him as a manager? Didn't last long, oh, surprisingly. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he played 20 games at Benfica alongside the likes of Rui Costa and Nuno Gomes before moving to Darlington. That's just crazy. What a guy. Jose Catongo, what a guy. He, he's your ultimate journeyman. So your favourite your favorite football journeyman or journeywoman for, for next week? Good one. We will um, look at those next time. Uh, Craig Cairns of the Terrace podcast says... Hearts branded stookies and crutches hobble around the <laughs> hobble around the town and struggle to do little everyday things like get out of bed and climb up the stairs just like your favourite players. It's very apt. <laughs> very apt. Uh, <laughs> we'll get a couple of injury related products, I'm sure. Brypie04 says a heart of Midlothian spittoon to sell to country themed pubs across the land. This will keep the tradition of spitting on the heart going. And that that's a very good one. And a spittoon is, I guess, what you see in the old westerns sitting on the floor for people to spit on when they've got their chewing tobacco, I think, mainly, isn't it? Hmm. Spittoon. Can I can I give you some teams and you've got to guess the player from them? I know what's I know what you're doing, what I'm doing is what? Kind of not in the, not in the same page. But I just I just want to give you I want to give you a list of teams and you've got to tell me who the player is that played for all these teams. Ready? Uh, this uh, okay. No, it's good. No, it's good. Thank you. <laughs> come on. I like to throw spanners in the works. It's got nothing I to know. do with this week's. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Workington, Blackpool, Villa, Southend, Palace, QPR, Wolves, Derby, Sheffield United, Southampton, Newcastle, Hibernian, Scarborough, Lincoln, Enfield, Aberdeen. Newcastle, Dunfermline, Dumbarton, Falkirk, Man City, Knox County, Witten Albion, Darlington, Grimsby, Gateshead, Northampton, Queen of the South, Perfleet, Blythe Spartans and Scarborough. I would not want to be on that bloody train. Wait. The next station is. Who, who played for all them in that order? In that order? In that order. Apparently went from 
Falkirk to Manchester City. Uh, I don't know. John Burridge. Oh, that's before my time a bit. Kind of, yes, before, yeah. But I, that's the other that's thing. It's a, a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy list. To oh, be fair. It, it, it's not. I don't think you. I think what did you say? Twenty-five teams for Jose Catongo? Well, yeah, not twenty-five. Kind, kind of, yeah, but, but twenty-five kind of. different spells. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Burridge is at twenty-nine. I challenge you while coming up with your football journeyman, your favourite football journeyman, to find a player or players that have had more than either 25 or 29 spells with different clubs. And if you can get that, I'll be intrigued to find out who they are. The, anyway, um, hearts-related merchandise. There's, there's a very good one. I don't know. I've, I've listened to a podcast on him before. He's the um, German goalkeeper who's often talked about as like the ultimate journeyman. And some of his story... It's crazy, not just the amount of teams, but some of the things that happened to him. It's uh, that um, Lutz Fanensteel? Yeah, whatever. You heard of him? Nope. Uh, I think he's a broadcaster now. Oh, um, so I've heard of him. Is that right? So if some if someone's a broadcaster, it's like someone saying to me, oh, you work at ESPN, do you know Dave? <laughs> Wait, I, I, I wasn't saying you should know him. I was just saying that might ring a bell because I'm telling you that's what he does now. Jesus. You, the, you, you, you used to be hard. Defe- honestly. Not, you used to be very difficult to go fishing against and, 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 and get a get a bite. It's easy now. I just I was gonna say I put my rod in the water and then you bite. Let's let's not let's not um let's not go there because the connotations right. are I right. let's I, the, we'll get an hour. We'll easily get an hour today. This is this could be the most random since the last most random one. Which is probably last time. Um, right, anyway, back to the products, because you're throwing me off my game here. Um, David Reed says, heart cravats. I'd like to give one to Scott Wilson for his Christmas. Um, to which Scott Wilson replied to the tweet, I'll pass. <laughs> That's nice. What's the thing? If you want a heart cravat. cravat. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're not used very, very often anymore, are they? Mm, no. Because they that's not just a tie. No, it's that's, not. That's, it's, that's not just a tie. It's larger than a tie, but um, but shorter what? than a kipper tie. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, but Scott Wilson does not want one, though. I'm afraid. Okay. Um, Super Sai says, uh, in, "This is this is in quotations." So I guess this is the tagline. This incredible new book will give you the keys to unlock the ability within yourself to better deal with hearts disappointing you every week. Five stars. And the book is Dealing with Disappointment um, <laughs> by John Hindley, apparently. I think they've just stuck a hearts badge on the front, which is which is fine. Um, and the, on the front of the book, it says, How to know joy when life doesn't feel great. <laughs> you can, can you, you just put that on the heart season ticket or something. Uh, How to know joy when life doesn't feel great. <laughs> um, yeah. And with every season ticket purchase, there's a free T-shirt that says, <laughs> I'm a genuine heart supporter. Is that, is that the road we're going to go down? Yes. You get the book. <laughs> you get the book. You get the, the T-shirt. The T-shirt, indeed. Um, here's one. I, I like this one just because of the way it sounds. A corner says, Rudy's Satchels. The slogan, Love it. The slogan Love it. is just ominous. And he says, why? Just because. And I agree. You know, it sounds... You know, Rudy Satchel, Rudy Satchel's, it works. 
It's a simple that's little clever. bit of rhyming. That, there's, there's thought that's gone into that. I love that. I like that as well. Simon Withers says, Jam- Jambo's kickback mattress protector for that maroon bedwetter in your life. <laughs> Simon Withers? Yes. Is that what you said? Yes. I've got a joke about making a duck into a soul singer. And it's horror. It's a dad joke. But if you feel free yeah. to use it if you find it funny. How do you make a duck into a soul singer? I don't you know, put it, You put it in the microwave and it's Bill Withers. <laughs> I'm going to have to put the tumbleweed sound effect in. <sighs> have, you, have you heard of Bill Withers? I've heard the name, but to be honest, if you asked me who Bill Withers was, um, I wouldn't have been able to give you uh, much. Bill Withers was a wonderful American singer who did Lean On Me, Ain't No Sunshine. You'll have heard of them. You, you kind of that... half sung the verse. You kind of looked, you sounded no, like you not, might I'm break not, into. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. That was Bill Withers. And that's how you make a duck into a soul singer. And I doubt, Simon. Is any relation to Bill Withers? You never know. Because did you know, in our tangent Jesus. special this week, you're loving this, that Mariah Carey is related to Ashley Cole. True story. Google it. She was told by someone, or her people were told, that she was Why? related to, to Nat King Cole. Hold on. Why are we Listen. talking about this? Because... Mariah Carey was told that she was related to Ashley Cole. Uh, to, oh, bollocks. To Nat King Cole. <laughs> and she's related to Ashley Cole. I'm just going through all the wacky stats that I've ever done for my commentary, including including Alex Song, the former Arsenal player, who's got, I think, either 27 or 28 brothers and sisters. The reason I'm doing this is so you can somehow tie a little knot and bow on the top of it to get us back to where we were in this show. Where were we, Laurie? And get us back there, please. I don't know. I I think interest... Simon Withers! Interest has withered in scarves around the funnel after that. Uh, We were talking, like, okay, Rich. Rich sent us some. So Rich sent us three, actually. Rich, uh, first one, the Heart of Midlothian first aid kit... Uh, with a tagline, if anyone knows how to deal with injuries, it's us. Uh, <laughs> although, I don't know if we deal with them very well. Uh, but uh, He also says, the John Robertson hammer, um, with a tagline, hammers anything down, preventing bounce from stubborn opposition nails. There we go. Good. Yep. And uh, Oh, I like the last one. There we go. Here's a good one. Uh, should have made this a competition. I would have given this as the winner. Uh, the last one from Rich, the Mark Donaldson stain removal kit. With the tagline, it's not a skid mark, honest. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, that was my turn to get, get the, rod, the rod out. Oh dear. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not responding to that. It's a disgrace. Chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Stevie Morris says a heart's nappy to. To be worn. Oh no! Don't stop. (laughs) It's not for you, this one. All right, okay. Okay. To be worn after 90 minutes, waiting to hear if we have another player injured. 
Um, so there you go. <laughs> Who's getting defensive uh, now? Um, uh, Hearts shirt collector says a customised knee brace. Probably need some of those. <laughs> There's a theme here, isn't there? There is. Well, we, we thought it might go that way. Um, Robbie says Craig Levine sleep therapy. Ten minute recordings before bed every night would cure anybody's insomnia. Um, Carmen Carter just says a Hearts car sponsored like the Red Bull car. Um, here's one I got a lot of likes. I, I quite like this kind of idea. Tyne Castle 86 scented candle. Smells of brewery, bovril and fags. Um, <laughs> but here's one. Here's something that um, I've seen come up in conversation before. So, you know, I like I like the idea, the smell of football, basically. Um, the smell around Tyne Castle. Oh, I love it. It's the distillery. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd, so, so here, but is there the some from the... Because I know I often see people debating whether it's the brewery or the distillery. I always assume... Oh, um, I, don't, I don't know which one of the two it is. However, and this isn't so much a tangent because it is to do with the same thing that you're talking about. Did they not put some sort of dampener or yeah, whatever the... A whatever filter the or something. Filter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, because the scent was just... It's the, it's the smell of your childhood. Yeah, when you first yeah. go to your game at uh, your first game at Tynecastle, I love it. I that love was it. the set. Oh, so do I. It's, it's just it's phenomenal. But I don't know now. Having, as I said, the last Hearts game at Tynecastle I was at was the the December oh, five nil over Kilmarnock. Whenever that was, twenty fifteen or sixteen. I haven't been no, since. You've been you've been since that one. No, hundred percent. That was my last game at Tynecastle because every time I've been back, it's either been away from home Kilmarnock, or it's been at five. Murrayfield. Yeah, do you remember the five 0 on box? Was it? Bo- it was between Christmas and New Year. It was oh, like it's four 0 You threw me. Four I thought you meant the twenty thirteen five 0 I know. No, okay. So when when was the four 0 Um, it was about that time because you you covered because uh, I could make it through for that one. So you did. Yeah, that's trip. right. I, was... I did. That it was the last time I was there. Yeah. Because remember, I came back for a, a Kelly game, which was meant to be the first at Tyne Castle. Ended up being at Murrayfield, and I've just I've not <laughs> yeah. been able to 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 be at a Hearts game since then. And I'm trying to remember. If there was a scent that night, and I don't know, it, here's here's one for Hearts fans and, and for you as well. Is there a scent at night games, or not because the the nine to five, or do, is it a constant smell, or is it only when production is is ongoing? Because I'm trying to think if I if I can remember a smell for a night game. Can you? That smell. It's, do you know? I'm 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 actually just trying to remember if if I've if I've smelled it recently. To be honest. Just because it's one of those things that I guess you don't think about too much at the time. I don't think it was as long ago as what you were saying that they were going to put a filter on it. I think it was maybe five or six years ago, putting a guess on it. I remember them really? talking. Yeah, I, okay. unless it, it could have happened more than once, I suppose. But yeah, it's weird. I can't think. I'm trying to think not only if I've smelled it at night or if, or if I've even smelled it at all in, in recent years. I'm, I'm now on, on Saturday. I'm going to be walking around. <laughs> you're going to take a deep breath, inhale deeply. But it, it's night time. I want to know about night games. Mm. Well, if, if anyone can it, remember it's, it's specifically, like, it, yeah. If it, it's like anything, it's, you take things for granted if they're there all the time. Yeah, you don't you think just, about it, it too much. It's yeah. subconscious, exactly. So there, there we go. It's not a homework or anything. I just want to yeah. know: Do you only smell the brewery or distillery scent at Tyne Castle? in a day match because they only do it during the day because they're only allowed to or 
do you get that scent in the evening as well? I'm sure I've seen the chimneys pour, and I'm maybe going back a fair bit now, pour out with whatever the gunk and rubbish that they're getting rid of. I'm sure I've seen the chimneys in operation at night. But now that I put the question to you, Laurie Dunstire, and our listeners, I am intrigued. Well, hopefully someone can. Someone will know a bit more about it than us, I'm sure. Gary Fletcher says his would be first aid equipment and medical treatment products, along with Hearts FC private medical insurance. Could you imagine the premiums for that, though, if it was associated with Hearts? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be insuring. I wouldn't be taking that as, as an insurer. No, definitely not. Um, Daz Carding says, Bobby's Lamal tissues, he's getting rid of them for free due to not being needed as he couldn't catch a cold. Um, harsh, but uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Grant Stalker says, a Craig Levine tambourine. Now, that exists. Um, Mr. Watson Brown, who I've, I've mentioned before, um, he made one for the cup final, a Craig Levine tambourine. He decorated a tambourine with... Uh, Craig Levine image. So, Why? Oh, yeah, anything to do with Mr. Watson Brown, you've, you've usually got that Y attached to it, but he did it. Because yeah. it rhymes. Because it rhymes, basically. Yeah. Um, Hasty why didn't, why didn't he take with him a Craig Levine submarine? Why did he have to this, take a tambourine with him? A, a tambourine is probably slightly easier to put together, I'd imagine. You get one that you put in your bath. I'll, I'll, I'll ask him when I see him next. Thank you, yeah. Okay. Or anything else that rhymes. <laughs> Hasty writing says, a metal credit uh, card, a, a metal credit card sized card that has a train ticket printed on it from Perth to Paisley. So, ah. a little, nice little memento. I don't know if it would would serve much. Did you think, did you think of any? I've actually just thought of one based on that last one. Okay. Hearts Tours, Aberdeen, Perth, oh, okay. Paisley, okay. Yeah, yeah, South okay. Morocco. <laughs> See all these places. Hearts Tours. What about um? I was kind of quickly putting something. Um, the Willy Bald Pubic Hair Trimmer. <laughs> 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 If we're going to be juvenile. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard. It's just, it's too obvious. It just... Uh, <laughs> that set me off now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Now I'm laughing oh, at you laughing. God. Oh, dear. I've got such a feminine laugh. Oh, <laughs> no. Really... Uh, that, that's your winner. You can you can keep your stain removal shite, <laughs> literally. <laughs> well, just when Whatever I thought I couldn't lower the tone anymore. Oh, um, that's my, that is just my. Who said? Who came up with that? That's me. I just suggested it. You must have read that somewhere. That's not all your own work. What? It's not exactly fucking rocket science, is it? But he's Willie Bald was from the fifties. You were born like ten years ago. Everyone knows Willie Baldwin. He's one of those names that. I is think... that the first? Is that the first time that that possible contraption has ever been referenced in public in the world? Because if it is, you're a genius. If it's not, you're a plagi- plagiarizing 
problem. Well, I've, I just, I was trying to think when we're talking about it, of players with names that make a nice, easy, you know, because Rudy Scatchel and Satchel. So I was thinking players that names mean something or rhyme. It's like I'd like to give myself credit if I could, but it's not exactly the most genius idea. Anyway, I think it is. I and if you have, and, and maybe I'm doing you a disservice here. And I apologize for that because that is absolute genius to come up with that. It's just obvious, but you've still got to come up with obvious things. And that, well done. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, See, we're getting getting on this week. Yeah, for now. Nice. Oh. (laughs) Right, moving on from the, the juvenile exploits of whatever we were just talking about. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm lost this week. I can't believe we've actually spoken for an hour. Um, I, I, I doubt our ability to, to waffle on every time that we have a show with not much material. I don't know why, because we always find some crap to talk about. Um, and so many tangents. So many, many tangents. Good tangents this week, though. And I, I, always, I always enjoy listening to a, a finished product show after a tangent-filled hour or so, to see how many of them make the cut. Probably most of them. Just because uh, oh. you you can't be arsed editing. I can't be. I, I I can't be arsed editing this okay. week. Just to top it top and tail on it. Stick some random as hell song at the end. Last week was different because I'd actually heard of the song <laughs> by Meredith Brooks. The one before, what the hell was that? Do you know what? I, I listened to the end of the... Was it the statement special or the one before that? And I just arrived at work. And you've got to put your, your window down. You've got to tap your your ID card so it lets you in. And this ridiculous boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom thing. And the guy looked to me at the ESPN entrance as if to say, what shit do you listen to, pal? What was that song? Just being creative. What was it? What, what was the song the week before? Uh, was this when... Um... The uh, oh, was this was this the Skidmark one? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Where the hell did what did you have to search to come up with that? Um, that's I'd heard it before when I was younger. It was like a old dance. It was like Pizza Man or something. I think is. Oh, I, I think that was what is horrific. It's, yeah, it's I don't need this shit by Pizza Man. Oh, I never hear that again. Ah, it, it's crap. It's rubbish. But it was just anyway. Ah, another tangent. Um, stop it. Hearts against Kilmarnock. There's ah, no point in. We're not going to talk too much about this in terms of depth of analysis here. So Hearts going to this game. A couple of good results. Uh, meh. We're kind of just going past that one. Tired team. Not the end of the world. Not great. Not terrible. Draw away from home. Last game before the international break at Tynecastle, we do this. I hope you, I hope you agree with me this time that we need something. We need something a bit more this weekend. We need to see something from that team. I agree. And that's it. So we agree that we need to see something. We can't just turn up and try and grind something out. And we need a result, but we also need some kind of, um, some kind of performance here. I hope he doesn't go with the back three. I really do. I think he might be forced this. He week might to be go forced. Ben on Smith, really, isn't it? It's gonna. 
I think so. I, I think so with um, with Hickey and White. Not inspired. No. Yeah, um, I think our hand. I, th- is it, I noticed Decamona wasn't on the bench against St. Mirren. Is he hurt? I genuinely don't know. Um, he's he's obviously had injury issues. Um, as far as he was aware, he's available. Um, he's not to, listed. And, uh, yeah, and to be fair, if you've already got Berra on the bench last week, you don't need another centre-back, or you shouldn't. We nearly did. So I understand I'm not playing a set, putting someone else on the bench because you've got centre-back covered. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully he's not. He, if you are playing three, you could do Dicamona, you could do... You, you could do Berra and Smith. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's possible, but I think the obvious one would be a four. Yeah, I, I think a four uh, for me is a must, especially given personnel available. And I want to, I, I'd like to see us play with a bit of support to Uche. I, I can afford 2 3 1, which I think kind of suits the players. I think the like, to be fair to Uche, I thought he actually had a reasonable game in the second half. I thought he was starting to cause some minimum problems. The issues were not him as such. I thought he was starting to... He's still looking like he's back to his good self over the last three oh, games. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, he, that end of the park's not an issue for me. He, he's a starter right now. So I would certainly like to see us continuing with Uche in this game and trying to get the best out of him and getting the likes of Meshino near him. You know... The Semenon game wasn't a game for Meshino at all. It was a stodgy, tired, defensive game with was, was not going to have much flair in it and flair was quickly going to get stifled. Um, this game at the weekend, I'm hoping at Tynecastle will be his chance because I think he should start again and I would like to see him given the chance to kind of flourish. So I'm, I, I'm not going to overanalyze it and talk about how we should start and whatnot, but I just want to see something from us. I want to see an obvious game plan of how we're going to break down Kilmarnock and just a bit of flair, something to get those Hearts fans off their feet again, because against Aberdeen, especially in that first half, despite the fact we, we, we lost the first half, I thought it was it was a good atmosphere there and the Hearts fans had something to get behind. We played with a bit of purpose and I want to see that again. I agree. Good. We're agreeing. So hopefully next week we're talking about a nice victory to go into the international break. Um, you have given homework already, Mr. Donaldson, and that was your favourite journeyman footballers. So uh, do you, we'll open it up hearts, ideally, or some kind of hearts or Scottish football link. But, you know, yeah, be creative, go wild. Um, and we'll talk about those next week, uh, as well as hearts, Kilmarnock, and who knows what other shite will come up. Anything else from you? You done? Nope, I agree. Excellent. We all agree. Um, and I'll think of a lovely song to encapsulate that feeling. And we'll see you next time. Come on, the hearts. Hey.